Welcome to the Now to Play podcast, a brand new podcast here at Couch Capades with me, New Face, Finn. You might remember me from a previous iteration of this podcast and the one you all know and love, John. I don't know if everyone knows and, and or loves me, but hi, what's up? Some of you may remember an old podcast called the Night Play podcast where me and John would talk about video game news. This is something completely different. Uh, this is something we want to do for a long time. It's actually a bit of an experiment, I would call it. Kind of like we're phrasing it, a video game book club, where yes. me and John are going to play through a game together at the same pace. We're going to play through and check in with each other week by week, episode by episode, see how each other is doing. What game did we select for this first run of the show, John? So we have selected Starfield. I think we wanted to go with this game one because we were both kind of excited for it and we were curious about it and we wanted to explore it but i think it's good for a podcast like this where it's a big open world open galaxy i guess rpg where we can take different directions different approaches do different stuff in different ways and so we're putting that to the test we're calling bethesda's bluff here and we're saying hey we're two completely different types of players we're going to see if we can actually approach this game in vastly different ways or whether it'll be quite similar in the end. We'll, we'll see. That's the sort of experiment part of it. But just for people who might be new to the show or might not know me or might not know us, we have been friends for a long time. Through discussions, we've discovered that we're very different type, types of players. Understatement, yes. <laughs> yeah. What's your history with Bethesda RPGs in particular? I played maybe eight hours of Skyrim when it first came out on the 360. And that was the, that was my real first introduction with it because I, I borrowed it from a buddy that I worked with and he's like, Oh, you'll go ahead and try it. I was like, okay. And I was gone for eight hours. I, I don't even know what eight hour happened to those eight hours. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh crap, it's two o'clock in the morning. That was it. I gave it back. I was like, okay, I see why people like this. Not my kind of thing. I came from a lot of uh, first person shooters and, uh, side scrollers and platformers. So I was like, all right, this is, I understand it, but not my thing. And then I jumped into uh, Fallout 4, which if I was thinking about it, I would have grabbed my Pip Boy. I was that person who bought the Pip Boy edition of Fallout 4. And I played maybe three hours of that game. What platform did you play Skyrim on when you played those ERs? Uh, the 360. Right. Okay. I am a console person. I do PC gaming, but I like controllers. I think it's a little easier because. Uh, my Nintendo, which I still have, that was my first con uh, gaming console. So I understand the controller a lot easier than a keyboard and mouse. So I'm playing this one uh, just full on controller because that's that's what's comfortable to me. So you're playing Starfield full on controller. I'm, I'm playing Starfield full on controller. My my introductory into Bethesda Softworks games was Skyrim. I played that on the PS3. Ooh. I heard about it at my school cafeteria where my friend was playing it. And the way he pitched it to me, it kind of ties in back to the concept of this podcast, was he was telling me about, I could go north and I could have a completely different gameplay experience if you go south. And I was sold on that concept. I played a lot of Skyrim, beat it on the PS3, have played it countless times since. Really? But I don't know. Yeah, have put hundreds of hours into the game. I don't know if I've actually beaten the main quest 
uh, ever since I did it that first time. And I think that, that, that comes into how we're doing this podcast because I am the hardcore. I want to roll credits. Mm-hmm. That, that's how I play. Like, I'll let me roll credits. I'll do a couple side missions if they show up. I'm like, oh, that sounds like fun. And but I, I'm not the one. I'm not the completionist. I'm not trying to get a platinum. And mm. I, I think you're different, obviously, on that yeah. one. I do. I platinum games I don't particularly like. I platinum games I don't particularly think are good. There's something about ticking boxes, man. When you set a to-do mm-hmm. list in front of me and I can tick away at those boxes and then there's a big tick whenever I've ticked all the boxes, Yeah, that just gets my like dumb monkey brain in such a way. <laughs> it gets you going. I got into Elder Scrolls Skyrim. I went back and played some of Oblivion, never beat it. Tried to get into Fallout, hated it. Hated it Fallout 3. Okay. Uh didn't didn't get far into that. Uh tried Fallout 4 at launch like you, didn't get far into that. Uh I don't know if it was the, the setting. I, I, I didn't vibe with the setting. I don't know if it was the fact that it was guns. Typically mm. I tend to like my favorite RPGs and my favorite games tend to take place in like fantasy historical okay. settings. Uh people can see this on my camera here. This is Sabil from Divinity Original Sin 2, which was the character I played as. Um, that's one of my favorite RPGs of all time. Okay. Uh, can't wait to get into Baldur's Gate 3 just released. Uh, Again, Skyrim, Witcher 3 t- tend to be my vibe. Okay. But I do like space. I am fascinated by space in real life. I like stars. I like the vastness of space. Uh, I like spaceships. And so I'm excited to see if this is able to encapsulate my interest in all things space in video game form but what about you in terms of vibes what do you generally aim for in rpgs so i'm not the biggest fantasy person the the one that actually kind of kept me going and i think it's because i I read the books because of the tv show was the witcher and so i jumped Mm -hmm. into the witcher 3 and i'm like oh this is great i love this when it comes to space dude i wanted to fly an x-wing so damn bad that i wanted to join the air force (laughs) (laughs) Uh, star wars was a big like my dad and I would watch it all the time and we would, it was just one of those. I loved an X-Wing cool to have a lightsaber. Cool to have a blaster. I wanted to fly a damn X-Wing. When you go into a game like this, or is it you in this world or is it, uh, you taking on the role of, of some other person, some other life? I've been doing it now when it comes to creating a character that I'm someone else. The biggest thing to me, and this is going to be really funny is the representation thing. I, I'm I'm half Native American. I, if you're watching the video version, I'm very white. I took a lot of my dad's coloring. <laughs> but like I, I my mom is full blood Native American. So when I decide to when we create characters, couch capades or anything, we're always looking to see if we can make a, a Native American looking character. And that's pretty much what I did with this one. I made a as close as I could possibly make a Native American looking character. I gave him a Native American name. I've never really added myself into a game. I always wanted to make it someone else, specifically for Starfield, where you're exploring these different planets and whatnot. And so that very interesting reversal of instead of colonizers coming to the United States, the Native American goes out into a spaceship and sees other worlds and explores other things and i i liked that underlying current story just specifically just for me you're not playing as you but you're also you're you're not playing someone that's completely different to you you're playing Mm. you're fulfilling a fantasy that i suppose has some important to you and has some inherent meaning to you 
And I'm guessing this character would have like a sort of similar worldview, a similar outlook. Yeah. At the core of uh, my character, yeah, it's mostly me and how I would do things in that situation. So you, how about you? What, what, what do you usually do when it comes to games like this, RPGs? Definitely has changed over the years. As a kid, it used to always be what's your name, Finn, make it look like me as much as possible. But normally, you know, because I was a kid at the time, you know, like make me look buff and cool and like a wrestler and stuff. Definitely shifted over the years to, all right, I've played enough as me. I kind of want to, you know, take it from a different point of view, especially when I'm replaying games as well. It's like mm-hmm. you want to you wanna take a different outlook. So, and generally I enjoy the creative exercise of, of character creation. Uh, so I, I tend to gravitate towards, you know, evil or morally ambiguous characters these days. I feel like a lot of people tend to go into, well, I'm going to be the hero. I'm going to be the good person yeah. doing the good thing. And I tend to go like, I wonder if this game will just let me kill everyone right now. I, I, I wonder <laughs> how bad they will actually let me be. How bad? bad can i mess up this world we're about to dive into our actual experiences with this game but before we do i want to sort of lay out our our hopes our dreams our expectations i want to of this of a small thing i want to be awed by the idea of seeing a sunrise or whatever star rise on a different planet i just want to see this like beautiful concept of what bethesda thinks space looks like on the big thing, I want to be a freaking outlaw, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's a trope when you get to like advanced spacefaring sci-fi where everything is sort of hyper organized, where like you have this like one group that's like controlling everything. And like you, I get that you just want to be a little rebel and like yeah. s- turn against this thing and just like go, hey, I'm going to exist outside of this weird system that you've made because space is the final frontier, man, and I want to go on that frontier. <laughs> For me, I have like some weird, very specific things I want to do. Most of it is to do with like I want to see the weird side of space. I want to see weird creatures. I want to like see weird planets that don't make sense to my eyes. Mm-hmm. I want to see like the underbelly. Or I want to see like a space casino or like okay, weird. Yeah you know, sort of outlaw smuggling operations going on. I hope they lean more into the fiction as opposed to the science in some aspects. John, how does this game start? What's the what's the very first scene that we see? We actually start out as a miner. Like an yes. actual like we're we're mining ore or some sort of actual like deposit. I will say deposits. This little mining section. Did you mm. just follow the people? go to the artifact, pick up the artifact and leave. No, actually, okay, so my my I I like I said, I I am working on changing up my playstyle a little bit where I'm going to go off the beaten path a little bit more than normal just to fully experience everything that Bethesda has to offer. I know I went into a couple different uh like cubby holes and I I started looking around trying to find what I could grab. I don't know why, I was just like I'm going to start hoarding everything not registering that there's a weight limit. <laughs> well, yeah, I would go down and I talk to people randomly and just be like, all right, what are you going to say? Oh, working hard or hardly working. I'm like, all right, cool. I guess I should. <laughs> there, there were some of that. I'm like, this is why I kind of stay on the, the, the path. And, but I just kind of kept on going around. Uh, you think we'll be done here soon? No, I hear this is the last dig. Running through these veins pretty quick. Got to keep working. 
Catch you in the break room. I, I spent a good while in this little opening section just trying to see where the walls are in this game. I just start shooting people with lasers and, and seeing if they would die. They don't die, but they do react to the lasers and they're like, what the hell are you doing? But they never die for some reason. Lynn and Heller don't react to the laser at all. They're too busy oh. in whatever animation they're in to care about your laser, so I couldn't shoot them. Tried to get shot by other people's lasers, but when you get close, they they turn it off. Photomo is really good for just exploring an environment, which I did a lot of in this first okay. session where you just have the free camera and you can just like explore around and see in little dents that your character can't fit I into. I never would have thought of doing that. Yeah, just like having, Shit. having fun, just like pausing this time and just like looking around. I hate to admit this, it took me a lot longer to find that artifact than I was anticipating. Really? Yeah. If I remember correctly, you hear something, right? And then you go into a just a, a cave and you're mining everything. And then you get the reticle going, oh, go mine here. And so I'm, I was actually using the extractor to mine that point. And I was like, all right, I'm done. I think this is where the story starts. <laughs> and I was, I shit you not. I was there for 15 minutes oh walking around, just mining everything. I'm like, this looks like the artifact or it looks, this does not look like anything else. And I'm just like. What am I doing wrong? I've done, I've played video games for 30 effing years. Why can I, what is happening? And so I just kept on mining and I mined everything in that damn cave. And I was like, all right, <laughs> guys, what, what, what's it guy? This thing looks weird. I can't <laughs> shoot it with my laser. <laughs> I can't shoot at anything. I can't grab it. And so I kept on circling around. And finally, I just went back to the weird looking thing and I, I, I looked at it and then it finally goes grab. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Oh, John, it says take. You idiot. <laughs> I've yeah. been doing this for 15 minutes <laughs> and I grabbed it and then the craziness yeah. started. You see this weird space vision and your character blacks out and then you wake up. Uh, but then, once that's done, you get into the character creation screen. Tell me about your character. What are they like? Who are they? What's their names? So on. His name is uh, Mawewa. Mawewa. Mawewa, which is, it, I am Shawnee, and it means wolf in Shawnee. I went with animals, so Mawewa. Mm -hmm. And uh, I gave him the background of Space Scoundrel because I liked the pilot. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be a damn good pilot. That's all I care about. I'm going to be one of the best pilots I can freaking possibly be. Traits, I gave him alien DNA, extrovert, because I'm an extrovert. So I was like, all right, that, that's where John and Moewa come together. And then everything else was like, I'm just going to play with this and kind of go to town on it. Okay, so in a word, I would describe your character as cool. It's okay. a cool looking character. He looks like a cool guy. Uh, similar facial features and, and sort of hairstyle to you but i definitely mm -hmm. see you know where where it diverts a little bit the so, hairstyle yeah. was the hardest part for me to figure out because i like how close like how close native american do i want to be but also something that seemed kind of he my character's been through some shit and has maybe a little bit of a background in some sort of military-esque style mm. since i i'm also a military brat 
So it was kind of one of those balances. Wow, there's a lot more in this character of, that I'm in than I thought, Finn. Holy shit. John, John, this is what I love. Is, Holy is shit. what aspects of yourself you get to like put into this character. Generally, I feel like hairstyles for, for male characters in video games are a little like half-assed. It's always mm-hmm. like three or four short hairstyles. Mine is always in there, just like the side swoosh. But I wasn't playing as me this time. Uh, okay, I chose a female character this time. Uh, my character's name is Big Sage, uh, which which is her her nickname, I suppose. Uh, short for Sajanette is her birth name. Okay, she is notorious for being one of the best goddamn space truckers in history. Uh, now retired. Or, or or was retired at the very least. She had to come out of retirement uh, for reasons that might get solidified later on, but for now we're putting down to house payments uh, because okay. I did choose that one. That was one of the traits I chose is dream house, where at some point in this game I'll have access to a house that I can decorate and have as a basis of operations. My biggest problem with possessed RPGs is I feel like it what's where caters to a particular kind of player where they just want like the vanilla power fantasy and they just want to be this one type of character generally western male 18 to 35 light yeah. guns etc so i chose a character who was purposefully uh old age not conventionally attractive She's not buff and she's not lean. She's, you know, like a little bit like she, she's retired. She's like yeah. an, an old lady kind of. Oh, yeah. The, the background I chose was long hauler, I believe, which was the trucker background. Uh, okay. So that will give me, you know, stats and piloting. Uh, and the other two traits, I chose Dreamhouse and the other two traits were introvert, which I think is fun because you chose extrovert. Uh, yeah. That was unplanned. And the other one I chose, oh, right, was adoring fan. This little okay. dude that like will follow you around and just thinks you're the coolest shit. I thought that was cool because again that plays into her big Sage being like a notorious trucker. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like she's a trucker of great fame. Like she's respected in these circles, and so this okay. guy's like a trucking otaku, and she he's been following the career of Sage, and he's gonna be like, oh my god, I can't believe it's you. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Sage wants nothing to do with him, by the way. Before we okay, even get into right. it, Sage just wants rid of this guy. She's like, oh, I got all her shit to do. Yeah, Sage had to come out of retirement for her house payments. That's why she's taking on this mining job. And she just wants to live a simple life, man. She just wants to get paid and live in her nice house. She's done the adventuring. She's seen far corners of space. So that's our characters. Uh, I like what we've both gone for there. And I'm excited to see how these stories play out. So for audio listeners, let me let me describe. Finn did mine really well. I'm gonna do Finn's straight up. If you thought of an old woman trucker <laughs> that probably hasn't showered in a couple days, and you see them walking into a loves, a hundred percent this. Like you, like before you even said she was a trucker. I'm like, goddamn, that looks like a trucker. And you said trucker. I'm like, you nailed it. <laughs> you freaking nailed it. I like the the wrinkles and like, but you look at her and like she has that like sage wisdom if you will it's utterly perfect <laughs> i can't help, i was like you i was like all right cool and then old woman literally she probably has some sort of space pet holy shit yeah that's 100 percent what you created and i i fully invested in big sag now <laughs> yeah it's funny you mentioned the pet 
this is nowhere in my notes. This is nothing like that comes into terms of gameplay. In my head, she had she loves animals and she did have a pet with her on her adventures, but it died. <laughs> it was like it was like some weird space cricket or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it died and she swore to herself she would never get another pet, but she does love space wildlife and she does get yeah. tempted every now and then. Maybe that'll come into play during the playthrough. I don't know if you can get a pet in this game, but we'll see. Yeah, I just wanted to to play like a character that's completely different to myself. I like that she kind of has resting bitch face as well. Like she, she, does. she she's she's not like you encounter this woman in space and you're like, oh as soon as you're out of the character creation, like you're walking around the ship, right? The first NPC I interact with goes, Whoa, you don't look good. <laughs> Saj took this personally, whipped out the laser and started shooting her. <laughs> she she's friendly once you get to know her. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, she, she's not, again, she's an introvert. She likes the long journeys in the spaceship by herself or maybe with a pet companion. But yeah, that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm rolling with this time. You meet Barrett, who lands on the spaceship. And you're going to do this exchange for this artifact. He wants this artifact. You're the one who touched it. And so he's interested in you. He's like, you're the one that went on a trip. But before you can complete the transaction, you get ambushed by pirates. That first ambush took a little bit as I was understanding the controls, which I mean, most of them are simple, but it just was like, all right, how do I shoot this person? Like if I shot him in the foot, does he react this way? I went to that route. Like if I shoot some guy in the hand or try and like shoot out their gun out of the hand, does it actually do that? I got swarmed really fast before mm-hmm. me to test anything out. Cause I was like, all right, I'm sure we're going to be kind of ducking, covering and doing all this stuff. And then all of a sudden there are like six guys on me. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to get out of this now. And then I will, find another fight to get into so that happens another cool little detail i I picked up on was that once you're like done and once like the ground is settled like all the mining workers just kind of like fall to their feet and you go around and talk to them and they're all like a little bit like shook up by the experience like this isn't something they've experienced a a lot of and they're all a bit like traumatized by the whole thing after that ambush happens bart decides that you because you were the one that touched the object and because you saw the vision that you should go and see this group of space explorers called Constellation. And he gives you his spaceship. Which I thought was weird. We- hey. Really weird. <laughs> oh, you touched it? Here, have the spaceship. I'm like... Yeah. It's first what? question I asked him, it's like, you're just giving me the spaceship? And he's like, well, it's not technically mine. It's like, I don't care. How are you getting off this planet? <laughs> yeah. Supervisor Lynn is totally cool with this, by the way. Like, for me, Saj is, like, panicking because she's like, I just got fired. And she's like, no, yeah. I, I don't want to go, Lynn. Like, don't make me go with him. And she's like, you don't have a job here anymore for reasons that are outside of my expla- explanation. And I was like, okay, this Constellation group must have some sway because, you know, I was a good worker, clearly, and <laughs> I'm just gone now to go on a space adventure that I'm not sure this character wants to go on right now. But, yeah, Barrett commands his robot buddy Vasco to get you to Constellation uh, he initiates protocol Indigo, which is like no deviations. You got to get straight here. So you go up into space. You, you go onto the spaceship, and you fly up into space. How, how did you find? I loved that. Yeah, I, I may have teared up a little bit. I'll be honest with you. Like the liftoff and then just going into space. I was like, oh my god, they actually kind of pulled this off in a way that I was hoping they would. Where you just you're there. You're in space, and you're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We, we did it we're there and then all of a sudden oh wait wait before we get into that how about you like did that do anything for you like it did for me 
No, it's super dead. Uh, I imagine it feels really good in the controller. I'm thankful to report that it feels really good on keyboard and mouse. Just super easy to control, super intuitive. I really liked it. I liked that you can go, you know, first or third person uh, mm-hmm. while driving the ship. That's really nice. I tend to go third person more. Um, and yeah, I thought that like interior of the ship was really cool. Again, a lot of, as you were alluding to earlier, you get attacked by more space pirates this time in yes. the air. Space combat was cool. It was. It was a lot better than I was anticipating, especially when you had to divert like the power to the shields. I was like, yes. you di- shit, you did it. <laughs> yeah. Learn from FTL. Uh, I yeah. felt super good doing that. There was a funny moment where I hadn't got used to the button yet, but was in combat and uh, in the middle of shooting the space pirate, Saz, Saz just like gets up out of the chair, turns around and leaves. And it's like, no, we're in battle right now. <laughs> did you board a ship? I haven't yet. I, kn- I, knew I did. That, was an that, that first fight, I boarded a ship. So I, I think there were three ships. I took out two and then I lost the third one. And then when I found it, I, I flipped around and I got underneath it and I started shooting it. And then all of a sudden I heard Vasco going, oh, it doesn't have anything. Do you want to board it? Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, what? Right now? <laughs> okay. So I literally, I walked in and I, I actually docked and boarded the ship. And there were two other space pirates on there. And I actually yeah. had a firefight in their ship. And I got everything. And I started collecting everything again, like John's been doing. And I got to uh, the quarter, a captain's quarters, the where everything is. And I sat down and then it goes, do you want the ship? <laughs> Hell yeah. You can commandeer and that pirate ship. I was like, wait, what? I can commandeer the ship? And I, I, to be honest with you, I got scared because I was like, but I'm still got this ship. What do I do? Like, I can't ferry these ships and like <laughs> tow one to the other. And like, I don't know. I don't have a home base. That was awesome, Joe. Yeah, I, I, I knew you could board a ship. I wasn't able to during that fight because it was actually that frantic that I couldn't. You know, mm. I was I was just trying to kill him. So you clear out these space pirates and Vasco's like, I know we're in protocol indigo right now, but these guys aren't going to let us go. We need to go to their HQ and take them down so that they won't follow us. It's the first planet you land on, you're going to, to take down these Crimson Fleet pirates. What did you think of that first planet you you landed on? Desolate. I actually really, the word desolate popped into my mind. <laughs> one, one interesting thing that I keep thinking about with this game is is the sense of scale. Um, when you're in that spaceship, you can, you can you know, open up the map and it wants to project this sense that, you know, like the universe is huge and you can go wherever because like you can zoom out in the map, like you start on like whatever moon you're on. Then you can go to the planet that moon orbits. Then you can go to the solar system. Then you can look at all the galaxies, and you're just like, "Well, I can go anywhere." But landing on this planet, you're right. It's very desolate, very gray, very rocky, and you don't get the sense that like this is a whole sphere that I can explore mm-hmm. right now. I never tested it. I never just said I'm going in this direction by because uh, I, I kind of want to like get to the the good part. Did you? I did. <laughs> okay. Tell me about that. I did. Like, and it's like, again, this is, I'm trying to shift how I'm going to play this game a little bit. So I, I did, because when you get on that planet, it kind of tells you, oh, start scanning things. And just that way you get an idea of what the planet's made out of. You got the waypoint of like, all right, we have to go to that little section right there where the Crimson Pirates are. And I was like, cool, Vasco, thanks. Right turn. And that's what I did. I just took a right and I started going. And, but I just kept on going. And I was like, all right, cool. More rocks, more gray. And all. The, and I was like, you know, I'll take another right. And I ended up in this weird valley. 
where there was actually a, a settlement. Wow. And I was like, all right, cool. That's where I found, like I had, I've already had like a lock picking skill because of something. Mm-hmm. And so I started finding all these different like suits. Like it, it looked like it was an oil refinery, if you will. I guess that's probably the best way that I could probably describe what I, I walked on. Was it inhabited by people? Uh, yeah, it was inhabited. There was, there was uh, people there were, there were mining and there were just like little like tower refineries in there too. And I, I started seeing all like these, ch- I'm going to call them chests, but the chest and I went and grabbed like different suits and whatnot and found different weapons automatically. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I just started getting shot. I was like, all right, well, I guess it's go time. So I just, yeah, I got into a full on firefight. John or Mawawe Mo- at a level two. And these guys are like level sixes. Vasco pulled out a gun, started blowing people up. And I was like, okay, here we are. We're doing this. So I'm running in. I'm clearing out these little sections because I was like, I wasn't going to fight you. I'm just looking around. And they just started blowing my ass up. And I was like, all right, let's go. And I started, I, I hate saying I started killing the settlement, but I did. Wow. <laughs> and I, I started finding more weapons, found a knife. And then I got attacked by a monster. I straight up, straight up like a level 15 looked like a Balrog monster. That, mm. That's the best thing I can explain. And I was like, okay, I died <laughs> multiple times trying to run my ass away from this thing. Wow. So I was, I was like, I'm just going to clean up, up house. I'm going to find some stuff. I got cool armor or cool spacesuit and stuff like that. I got money. And then going into each individual one, uh, place, I was like, I cleared out their lockers. I, gr- I looted the bodies. I'm an evil person. <laughs> and then, yeah, all of a sudden, like I wasn't fighting anyone, but I kept on hearing gunshots or laser shots or whatever. And I started looking around and I see like three of these, I'm, I'm assuming they were probably the pirates or whoever was in this settlement attacking this monster and i was like okay cool you do your thing i wonder if i shoot the monster too will you all still all shoot the monster you're gonna come after me oh no they came after me like the monster and all the pirates i was like enemy of my enemy guys come on we could have done this taken out the monster and then i could have taken you out and yeah i i was i i think i walked around for a good hour hour and a half and then i found the settlement and i was like okay cool there's all this stuff. So I, I like, I, I stockpiled a lot of things and then I had to get back to my ship, which was weirdly. It was, I, I kind of weirdly made a triangle. So I, I just directly rooted back to my, my ship. And then I continued on with the adventure. So the settlement turned on you. Yeah. Why? Cause you were taking their stuff. I guess so. I, I don't, <laughs> I, I'm assuming they were pirates. I, I don't oh, know. Okay. All of a sudden, all of a sudden I'm just being shot at. And I was okay. like, all right, fine. I, I wasn't doing anything. I'm just looking, but yeah, it was, uh, two, like it was two refineries. I grabbed the stuff out of there and then it was like a dig site, if you will. Uh-huh. And there were like three people there. And all of a sudden I was like, Hey, what are you doing here? And they just started shooting. Like no one wanted to talk. I would have been perfectly fine talking. It's funny because when you all go up on the planet, there's these little space critters just like scurrying along, uh, and I need to check my expectations for this game because I immediately looked at those and I thought, I bet you're the only living thing on this planet. <laughs> I bet you're the only native species to this planet. I bet there's no other creatures. I just didn't question that assumption and just rolled on into this Crimson Sky, Crimson Fleet base. Yeah. Um, so you go in there. There's this weird subplot where it's like an abandoned research facility that they've taken over. And the, the impression you get is that they were researching, you know, alien life and 
something took a turn and it killed him. I couldn't care less. I don't know if you investigated that any further. I was just like, nah, I'm just here to, to deal I don't with the remember. Yeah, because the whole place was like a, a science lab and there's like some yeah. dead scientists and you read some notes and you're like, whatever. By the way, shout outs to everyone in RPGs keeping personal logs of everything they do. Right. Like in 2330, there's no social media, but everyone keeps a diary. Yeah, went in, murdered a few pirates, uh, got to the pirate leader at the very end, and they were like, hey, we're not actually after you or Barrett. We want the ship because that's mm-hmm. the frontier. That's an infamous ship. It's been all over the galaxy. We know it has lots of treasures and stuff. And I've been in that ship. I know there's not any treasures in there. It's, you know, mostly sandwiches and photos of Vasco. And and so, like, I'm, I'm trying to explain to this guy and he's, like, not believing me. And so I was like, I'm calling your bluff, dude. Like, if you really want that ship that badly, trade me yours. If there's all that treasures in this ship, like, trade me your ship. We'll do a trade right now. You can have everything in that ship. I'll take everything in yours. And this sucker believed me. He was like, you're just willing to hand over a ship like that? Like, there really must not be anything on that ship. Not even okay. checking if I'm bluffing or anything. So I passed that encounter without having to kill the pirate leader. Wish he was out the front so I didn't have to kill the pirates that were in the building. They died needlessly. So then I just scurried off and went about my business. <laughs> I remember ending. I didn't kill him either. But I remember ending. I went ba- like a badass route. I'm like, because he was on top of the roof for me. Oh, and okay. so. Yeah, so I had to go through and I had to just clear house on that one. Mm-hmm. And when I got to him, we he did the same kind of dialogue of like, hey, that, that's the frontier. There's all that stuff. We want that back. And going by like, there's nothing in there. There's Vasco. That's it. And uh, bugs. And if that's what you want. I mean, you're going to have to go. I think I chose like, you're going to have to go through me to get it. And we can. And like my dialogue was, I just wrecked shop on every single one <laughs> of your pirates. Are you sure? You want to fight me? And he was like, oh, I guess that's a good point. I'm like, yeah, I mean, you've got a lot of dead bodies back there, man. That's a, that's a big cleanup. And he's like, you know what? No, I think you're probably right. There's nothing on that ship. Have a great day. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Sucks. Thanks for this. <laughs> yeah, this guy sucks as a leader. He's being overthrown very soon, I imagine. There's going to be a mutiny. So then, like, you head off on the ship. You headed off at this stage, too, right? Like, you didn't stay and then try and... Yeah. Get up on No, road. I was like, all right, I, I want to continue on with it. Get back on the golden path, if you will. All right, protocol end to go. You're going to New Atlantis. Uh, you end up outside this planet. It's cool because they like scan your ship for contraband and they're like, you're good to pass. And there's all these like ships like hanging around the planet in orbit. And you can like reach out to them over the radio and like talk with them ship to ship. And like you can communicate with them, you can like get gossip off of them. You can trade with them. You can decide, hey, I'm. this is a hostage situation. I'm a, I'm a space pirate now, and I'm taking you for ransom. Uh, you can do a lot with them. And I just spent a while just, like, talking to all these different ships and seeing what no was good. No shit. Yeah. I went straight to the planet. I didn't even know that you could do that. <laughs> yeah, there's all these ships hanging around, and you can, like, reach out to them and, and signal call them. I just imagine, like, Saj and the CB radio, like, breaker, breaker, one night. <laughs> it works for you. That's great. I Like, there were, there were some people that were, like, willing to, like, huh. chat and have a full-on conversation with me. There was uh, the military people who were like, move along. We, th- you're interrupting our business. And then, yeah, you dot on you, Atlantis. One, another cool little detail that I took note of is, and you wouldn't have experienced this because you never played with the photo mode that much, but... If you, when you fast travel, you get the loading screen. 
if you've mm -hmm. taken photos and are in your photo gallery, those photos will appear during the loading screen. Uh, so I'll put that up here for the, the video people to see. There's just like a picture of Big Sag hanging out with a space critter. And That's cool. Like just like down on one knee and it's just like, yeah, that adds a lot to that actually. That like, yeah. it feels like I'm recapping my adventure as I go along. It's cool. But you land in New Atlantis. My first impression with the place is that it feels more like a big space airport than a, a city. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. What was what was your vibe as you went into New Atlantis? I've never been to Disney. I'm assuming this is what Epcot looks like. Yeah, big Epcot that's, vibes, actually. Yeah, that's that's all. I was like, I bet you this is what Epcot is. But yeah, airport is a good way, too. Like, I, I didn't get city, like a bustling city. It just felt like an airport uh, terminal. I suppose it's a colony, so people are always moving around. So maybe that's what that is. But what was the first thing you did when you when you landed in this new city? I went to the bar. <laughs> Me too. You too? Yeah. First I thing. was just like, I'm going to walk, and I was like, I'm going to go to the bar. So the first thing I actually noticed in the bar before you talked to the barkeep, which I did too, there's all these different people hanging around the bar, and it seems like you can recruit them for your ship as companions. Mm -hmm. And you talk to them, and like, there's all these, you know, they, they it shows up like their traits. Like, hey, I'm a sniper. Uh, I used to work for... Mast, which is the military, uh, military something science triumvirate, which is like yeah. this big overarching governmental body. Um, and I, he's like, I used to test weapons for them, so I'm really good with a sniper and stuff like that. So I talked to a lot of those. No one really like immediately appealed to me. I got called out for my spacesuit. Did you get called out for your spacesuit? No. What did they call you? I, yeah, I, I, I got, uh, See, I wasn't in my spacesuit at this point. As soon as I got into New Atlantis, I changed into like more casual clothes. Are there casual clothes? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm being on. This is. This is John not playing as many RPGs as he wants to. This is a full-on blind spot to me. So I was walking around in my minor spacesuit. Uh huh. And so, like, I think it was what the bartender's name. I think she called me out, or someone I talked to was like, "Hey, man, you don't have to wear that." <laughs> That's cool that the game tells you that. Like the first thing I did was like, it seems weird that I'd be walking around in like full on astronaut gear in this town mm. where nobody else is wearing that. Like it must be like rolling up to a harbor town and just this dude in full scuba gear just like yeah. walking through the bar. It's like no, I, I don't want to be that. So it, I looked through the menus and I found yeah, I can change into. To it, it never occurred to me. Okay, real fast, are you playing first person or third person? Uh, most of the time, first person. But like, okay, I'm I am just too. It, walking along a path, I'll go third. Okay. Yeah, it never occurred to me. And so when I was like, oh, shit. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I guess I need to wear normal clothes. That makes a lot of sense, really. And something that just never really clicked with me. I think I'm wearing whatever the hell's underneath the spacesuit. Like, when we're talking like casual clothes, are we talking about jeans and like a t-shirt? Or are you just talking like... Yeah, kind of. Like, the, she's just wearing... Like, I, I had all these different options. I guess I picked them up during the like pirate mission, but like okay. there's all these different clothes I can choose. And like, I think the clothes give you stats, but you can wear the spacesuit over them. So I just like this. Uh, you disable the spacesuit if you're yeah, on the planet. the spacesuit, and then I'm, I'm in you know yeah. casual clothes. I did that. I'm pretty sure I'm just in my like underwear. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I'm just in like long under long johns, if, as you will. So hold on, I'm not. But while he rocks up to Constellation, they're like, why are you in a spacesuit, bro? And you're like, oh, okay. And like, you're <laughs> just, just like, nips I'm one with nature, <laughs> bitches. It's like, oh, put it back on. <laughs> Can you imagine if Sage did that? 
It's like, oh my god, please just, like, just set everything, everything hanging down, you know, far lower than it should. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that's funny. That's hilarious. And then yeah, I went to the bartender. So this this bartender, uh, Nisa, I think is how you pronounce her name. But you talk to her, and she's like, you know, what's what's going on in town? What are the rumors going by? And she tells you, and you have a pleasant conversation. Then I like order a drink off her, like in this menu, yeah. like I buy this drink, and then. Uh, she's like, I've got this idea for a really, really good drink. The only thing is, I ordered these ingredients. The ingredients might have been brought to me by smugglers, but they got whole, held up in customs, and they, the ingredients are just like held up somewhere. So, like, if you could go get them, I could make you this drink. And so I just like, you know what? I'm curious. I wanna, I wanna see what's going on there. Right so to it. Okay. That she explains to you to get into this place with the cargo and, and get access to these ingredients you'll need a security key which is kind of hard to get because like only authorized you know members of the security force have that so she says this to me and i'm sitting there at the bar thinking about how am i gonna go about this and uh what's fun is that my drink that i ordered is sitting there right in front of me in the counter and so i'm like full rp and i'm like All right, i'm gonna take a sip of this drink and think about this turns out <laughs> except that isn't my drink it just happens to be the exact drink that I ordered, but it's there as a decoration. Because the drink I ordered earlier was in my inventory. I shouldn't have been. I should have been like clued into how video games work. But I was like fully immersed. <laughs> no, you in the RP, RP side. RP. I, I I dig it. I love it. So I accidentally steal this drink in broad daylight in front of Nisa. <laughs> Nisa calls oh, the space shit. cops, and so the space cops come barging. It's like halt you. They bring me into the station, uh, and and find me and and take the stolen drink. And at first I'm like in this jail and I'm like, Nisa's a fucking traitor. I'm not getting these <laughs> ingredients for her. But then I was like, no, Nisa's a genius. I need this security key. I'm in the security depot. I'm in the exact place I need to be to get this item that I need. And so I'm like, okay, well, I can't just like walk in there to the back and steal a key. So I like smooth up to the receptionist guy and I was like, hey, listen, I'm new in town. That was an honest mistake. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> Is there any way I can make up for this? I'm a law-abiding citizen. And he's like, yeah, we got some work going. And so essentially what he just he just needs you to drop off this package to Mast, uh, which is like the military wing. And so I go and do that fetch quest real quick, talk to Mast. He's like, not really got a lot of interest to say, but I come back. You know, we, we trust you now. And I was like, okay, get yeah. in trust. I waltz back into like the back room. Look around. Open a locker, key right there, boom, got it, leave. So Holy shit. So I haven't progressed in that quest any further yet, because I need to go to like a whole other area. But that was awesome. <laughs> that, was like, that is awesome. And again, like clearly in gameplay, like Nisa didn't plan that out. But in my head canon, that's what happened. We yeah. like coordinated this like way to get into the security depot <laughs> together. Holy hell. Um, so that was fun. That was like a fun little RP moment I had. So I, I just RP'd that whole thing. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to get that drink. But other than that, then I just, I went to see Constellation. It's like a weird, how would you even describe it? It's like a weird club of dorks, like space dorks. Yeah. And like, there's this guy that's like, you know, like old British man that's, you know, as... I'm the one with the money. Yeah, and then there's like a kid that's like super stoked about everything and loves conspiracy theories, and then there's like the the ringleader, I guess, who's like she's this girl that's like, calm down, you two. 
I was like, okay. And then you rock up and you give them the artifact. Um, first of all, they're like, you rocked up on the frontier. Why is Barrett not here? And you yeah. just have to like tell them, like, Barrett gave me the spaceship. It was as weird to me as it is to you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, then we got hijacked by pirates and they're like, okay, that, that sounds like something Barrett would do. And then you give them this artifact and there are other fi- artifacts on the table like it. But as soon as you give them yours, they all start linking together and making this like weird hologram projection. And they're like, this was made by intelligent alien life. And I'm like, that's a good hook. There is yeah. intelligent alien life out there. John, I'm going to ask you this right now. Do you think we see that intelligent alien life or do you no. think they're going to blue ball us? I think they're going to blue ball us. I know. Okay. I think it's called, I think it's Star Trek V, the quest for peace, where they're looking for God and God is whales. I don't know. I've never seen these movies, but I have a feeling that's where we're going. It's this like, and like, Cestual being that is not actually there. Like, if you're talking like actual, like walking up, shaking their hand, no, not a chance in hell. It's going to be this weird, like, it's been the sound all along or something like that. Or like, the, it's the colors. It has something to do with what we saw when we touched the artifact. Okay. So, official prediction locked in from both of us that we don't meet the sealer in life. Let's no. say hypothetically that we do. What do you picture them looking like? <laughs> That like this is where you could have the most fun as a game designer and just make the weirdest looking thing that like you ever, do you ever like delve down a rabbit hole of biblically accurate angels? Yes. And, like, just oh god, these yes. Wheels of eyes and just fire and nonsense. Bayonetta that's, does a great job at that. Yeah, that's kind of what I want to like. Either that or like sludge monsters. Either that, or we're gonna just be talking to a star. Ooh. Like just a bright light star. This ball but of gas gains sentience and is trying yeah. to reach out. <laughs> okay. And it has that like, we are four dimension beings, <laughs> but your mind is too puny to understand what we look like. And something just so like <laughs> weirdly, they speak in like Shakespearean. It's just it's weird. I want, I'm with you. I wanted to get freaking weird. But yeah, that's, that's where I left off. Um, they were like, hey, we need you to do this other thing, but you can take a break right now if you want to go free room. So I'm going to do that. I probably won't get into the main quest immediately in my next PlayStation. But and then, yeah, I definitely want to find the ingredients for that drink. That's like priority number one for me. Yeah, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think you and I are going to enjoy our different like, oh, you did that? What what happened? Because like you talking about just jumping on a CB and just be like, all right, what are you guys talking about? And just listening. <laughs> I would have never ever thought about doing that so that like what's going to be fun with this podcast is how we influence our play styles mm-hmm. like, like all right well finn said i could do this i'm let me go and just like listen to people which is something i do like to do yeah but it just never crossed my mind i'm like let me fly my ship next to this carrier and like hey mm-hmm. how you guys do <laughs> now that you said like how easy it is to board ships that's the first thing i'm going to do when i'm in space i'm going to board someone uh so that was our first episode uh john do you want to tell them where they can go to see more of this kind of stuff yeah okay so i know it's weird the the podcast is now to play it's going to be hosted on the couch channel so you go to youtube.com slash couch we're going to make a podcast and then the podcast you should be able to hear it everywhere so spotify apple podcast stitcher uh if you use the youtube music app let me know because that's kind of why we're doing creating a playlist that is a podcast on youtube so i think you'll have to search now to play 
And if you see couch capades, it's the same thing. We're one of the same now. So just do it that way. One more thing before we leave, and I want this to be like a continuing theme throughout the series, okay. is, you know, we were talking about like falling in love with our own characters and each other's characters and like really like trying to bring the head canon to life. So each week I want to set like each other some kind of challenge or some kind of thing to do uh, as we go forward, just to like spice it up a little bit. This first one, because it was mostly talking about like our characters, I want us to draw each other's artistic interpretation of what the other person's character is like. So like we're each going to draw, I'm going to draw your character, you're going to draw mine. Uh, when we come back here next week, I wanted to show off each other's art. Uh, okay. each other's characters and, and have that be like our first little challenge and then we'll we'll come up with different stuff as we go along but like you said influencing each other's playstyles I want us to influence each other you know so we'll be back here next time with the next chapter finished of the main quest along with some sprinkled in side quests and of course the uh, artistic interpretations of each other's characters so look forward to that and we'll see you guys in the next episode see ya